Pixar Experience. Всем привет! Hello! Benvenuti uh, to the Zara Experience, the very first podcast of the Zara Experience uh, with me, Connor Klein, um, the artist formerly known as the language Zara, I guess we can say. So, welcome to, as I said, the first episode of this podcast. So, the first question is, who am I, I guess, and uh, why am I now making a podcast? So, I was born in Ireland and I have been producing content for YouTube, uh, primarily in terms of language learning and recently travel for the last few years. And a lot of my ad mentors, advisors, and also my, my fans, they asked me, you guys basically, the viewers uh, and listeners, if you're listening to this just on the podcast, uh, viewers, of course, if you're on YouTube and actually getting to see me, uh, you asked me to have a longer format where you could get to know me better and understand my philosophy about traveling, especially when it comes to Eastern Europe. So this podcast series in the very beginning is going to be focused on my experiences uh, primarily in Eastern Europe traveling. I'm actually speaking to you today from Bologna in the north of Italy, uh, which is obviously not in Eastern Europe, but there is a very good reason for why I am speaking from Bologna. And that's to do with my educational background. I am, in fact, a lawyer. A lot of people don't know that. And I also uh, studied international relations. And actually, that's why I came here to Bologna a long, long time ago, many moons ago. I came here and I studied for a year. I went to a US grad school. So I did a master's in international relations, specializing in the former Soviet Union and uh, basically strategic studies. So that is something that has been an integral part of my educational background and actually was the genesis uh, the beginning of my interest in Central Europe and Eastern Europe occurred when I was studying here in Bologna many, many moons ago. So I think it's appropriate that we have the first episode of this podcast from the location, the city where it all began. So as I said, I'm Irish-British. I was born in Ireland and I was always interested in traveling when I was growing up. And in fact, even though I started course producing content and how people learn languages I actually completely sucked at languages in the beginning I was terrible my worst subjects at school were actually English Irish and French were the three languages I had so I didn't seem to have any aptitude for it and what happened later is that through a process of trial and error and experimenting with my own techniques I managed to learn over 10 languages and that seems like an amazing feat but actually if you're motivated and that's one thing that I've always been trying to communicate in my videos if you're motivated uh, and if you couple that with you know a good technique that you can develop there isn't just one learn learning technique that applies to everybody uh, you can really achieve amazing things and actually here in Bologna I also learned Italian and I had previously been awful at languages but I really learned at a high level because I was so engaged with the people I really enjoyed it so that was my educational and uh, linguistic background uh, which of course as you can see anyone can achieve great things in terms of learning language if they're motivated enough and they figure out uh, or they have someone else figure out for them and help them to uh, reach great heights and explain a good method for them for learning languages. Now, I qualified as a lawyer later on and I actually worked at the European Commission uh, at one stage uh, as a lawyer for a few years. And I had an amazing experience there, really great colleagues. And one thing is that they actually came from all over Europe, as you'd expect. And that really encouraged me to go and travel um, to every single member state of the European Union. So at least I'd have visited um, once 
uh, at least you know be able to talk about something with my colleagues hey I've been to your country I actually understand a, a little bit about it I've actually been there and that really motivated me to start traveling a lot in Europe and that meant that because I travel a lot um, in Western Europe countries like Portugal, Spain, of course, Italy, uh, France, Germany, those kind of countries that I then had to go and to the newer places which were primarily in Central and in Eastern Europe, those new memberships. So I traveled around the Baltic states, uh, of course I went to uh, the countries in Central Europe like Hungary, Slovakia, uh, countries like that and then down into the Balkans I did a great trip into the Balkans. and. This was a process where I really had to, uh, first of all, travel on my own a lot because uh, my friends were not really interested in going to those regions and I kind of had to decide, well, either I want to visit them or, uh, and I do that on my own or I just, just never go. And for me, just that would be such a wasted opportunity. Um, and I was really motivated to do it because at least I wanted to be, <laughs> I had colleagues who were from all these places. So I decided to go and do it. And that's kind of where a lot of my philosophy for traveling uh, comes from and having that more local experience because I had to go to countries where I was unfamiliar with the culture, uh, with the language in general, and it wasn't really um, super tourist friendly. So I kind of had to be more of a traveler, as we like to say, um, and meet as many local people as possible, figure out um, where all the best places were, where the locals go, all that kind of stuff. And I basically started to develop this kind of, what's become the czar experience when you're traveling, right? So you've seen from my travel vlogs where I go to uh, countries in Eastern Europe on my YouTube channel, and you'll see me in lots of different places with local people, uh, normally speaking the local language. It's not always the case, right? I don't speak the language of every country, but for example, Russian is really important for traveling Eastern Europe because you can use it in countries like Russia, uh, Ukraine, parts of the Baltics, most of Ukraine, even in Moldova, and of course, Central Asia or in the Caucasus countries like Georgia, Armenia, and Azerbaijan. A lot of people still speak Russian. So that's really been a great help. Uh, I do have learned other Slavic language, like I have learned Ukrainian, for example, to a certain extent to um, give me more of a local experience when I'm there in Western Ukraine, because Lviv is such a beautiful city, it's the main city in Western Ukraine. I, I mean, I love going there, so I thought I should learn some Ukrainian uh, to just facilitate that experience while I'm there. So, as I was saying, I was traveling through the Balkans, started to go a little bit even further east into places like Ukraine and Moldova, and it was a real struggle at first, to be honest. Like, my Russian was not good. It was really basic. I basically uh, was the worst student in my Russian class the one semester I took at, um, at SAIS, actually. That's, that's here in Bologna. Uh, one of the, uh, my former colleagues, she reminded me just how awful I was in Russian in the class. It's basically a charity case. Um, but yeah, this was a real struggle. I had knew nothing about the region. I knew, even though I had studied um, the former Soviet Union, I studied from a political point of view, so I understood lots about the politics and the history, but I didn't understand the way people really think and behave on a cultural level, on a daily level, uh, before I arrived there. So I just had lots and lots of um, mishaps, uh, faux pas, um, I mean, sometimes even dramatic experiences. I was even uh, drugged at one stage and unconscious for 36 hours. I think that first trip really to the east, I uh, also almost had my phone stolen uh, by a girl in a nightclub. Uh, just a lot of things that happened that I think having spoken to other people who travel um, 
without really understanding the region uh, also experience while they're there. And that's actually one of the things I'm really focusing on now is helping uh, those of you who are looking to travel there and aren't as experienced because I went through all of those things in the beginning all the the problems all the issues um, and it was even a little bit harder then because less people spoke English than today and there was less technology like I didn't have Google Maps the first time I went on my phone so I had to figure it out on a real map and all that kind of stuff which meant I in a way it made it good because I actually had to engage with the local people more to discover that information. Uh, I think I got ripped off once in a taxi, like at base between cities, all these kind of things as you can imagine that you hear all these kind of unfortunate travel stories in the region. I experienced them on my first trip and I have to be honest, really on my first trip only uh, because I really, after that first experience, I, I mean it was phenomenal by the way, even though a lot of those dramatic things happened to me, it really was, I would say, a game changer, a watershed. Uh, life-changing in terms of my philosophy for traveling uh, because I realized I needed to really invest in changing certain things uh, especially in terms of language I really need to learn Russian uh, if I wanted to continue traveling in this region I mean there are other ways to overcome a language barrier like you can hire interpreters um, and that can also solve the problem uh, but for me it was just uh, easier to go and learn the language myself and you don't have to learn it up to fluency to get good value from it even just learning a basic level really uh, you're gonna get a lot of value from that in the beginning uh, I always think that it's actually harder when you go from that intermediate to advanced level because you can invest so much time to get that little extra boost but really just learning it from zero to uh, like um, beginner level is really where you get the most value for the time you invest so that started to be the beginning of the czar travel experience. I've developed it out uh, into three pillars with respect to how I approach traveling today. So they are, of course, the language, uh, the actual travel philosophy, which is looking for a more local experience and not being a tourist when you travel. And of course, uh, dating or romance, because um, a lot of the great experience I have have been with not with the people I've met on the way of course but also the girls that I've met on the way and that has been something that has motivated me to be honest to go back to the region quite a lot is the fame beauty of the women of Eastern Europe um, but that was also of course a very complicated interaction to navigate in the beginning because I really didn't understand the fundamental differences between dating culture in Eastern Europe versus a Western Europe or the United States where I had lived actually spent a year, I spent two, over just a little bit over two years in Washington DC uh, because I had studied there in the second year of my master's with uh, Sison International Relations and specializing in the former Soviet Union and then actually worked at the World Bank and also actually I did a short internship for Hillary Clinton who went on to become uh, the Secretary of State. She was Senator for New York at the time and of course you will know most as the presidential candidate who uh, lost, what do you think that's fortunate or unfortunate, <laughs> to Donald Trump in the last U.S. presidential election. So slowly but surely, after several trips, I started really traveling in Eastern Europe after that first experience. Uh, it was actually back in 2009, so we're talking about like nine years ago. I started to go like on my holidays, uh, basically once a year, maybe two or three weeks to the region. Went to Russia a few times, traveled all the countries in the Baltic states, uh, went once to Belarus, early on I uh, went to um, Moldova saying Romania and yeah it was just like really fascinating for me about how uh, the culture was quite different I had of course had some dating experience in North America and West Europe and when I was studying I met people from all over the world and even um, 
gone out with girls from uh, the former Soviet Union, but there were ones that were, in hindsight, a little bit westernized, or at least they had, they were able to understand Western culture because, of course, they moved there uh, to either the U.S. or to Western Europe. So it wasn't like going uh, and actually traveling the region and meeting people who've never like traveled and um, never maybe even dated a foreigner before. <laughs> so they really are in their culture and that was really tricky especially because I didn't speak the language um, that well or hardly at all and uh, yeah English was not a language that most of the girls um, were very proficient in so I really struggled with all that that dating culture but after several years uh, many years of traveling around the region um, things got better I started to understand the culture norms what you know vodos faux pas understanding like things like how Men are perceived um, that it's more traditional. It's more like maybe my father's generation in Western Europe, and um, yeah, how to navigate through all those um, parts of the dating culture. So they were the three pillars that basically I developed, uh, and they now form uh, the fulcrum of the Zara experience uh, that I use. Not just in Eastern Europe. I mean, I have I adopt this travel uh, language dating philosophy, this whole philosophical uh, concept I have to the places that I find myself in where I'm traveling to. So I, I love Brazil, for example, and I go there. And it's very different, of course, uh, but I do use a lot of the same principles. But for Eastern Europe, it is really the Tsar experience. So why the name Tsar? Well, Tsar is, of course, the Russian word for emperor. And the countries in Eastern Europe, whilst a lot of them are, of course, independent of Russia today, um, they do have a shared history, and the Tsar was once in charge there, for better or worse. Uh, I know a lot of people are going to tell me, no, you should stop talking about the Tsar, it should be Hetman uh, if you're in Ukraine. But basically, that's one of the reasons why I chose the name Tsar, because of its affiliation with the region. And also, Tsar means like, we use it in English to mean something like a really high expert in something. Uh, so I feel that's also, um, as a result of my years of traveling there, making mistakes and then learning from the mistakes, that I'm really in a good position to advise people. And that's why I thought Tsar was a, a good name uh, for me in general. I was originally the language czar uh, because I was focusing on languages but now since I'm going to um, expand that and really share with you guys um, my whole travel philosophy, my lifestyle philosophy uh, for traveling to Eastern Europe in particular that um, just czar is more more appropriate. So you're probably wondering um, why travel uh, actually to Eastern Europe uh, at all. <laughs> um, isn't it scary there? Isn't it difficult? And I, I even outlined uh, just briefly some of the issues I had. So why would you want to go there? Well, there are a lot of good reasons to go to Eastern Europe. Um, first of all, it's less traveled. I mean, I'm here in Bologna, Italy, and there are so many tourists, even from when I studied here. It's like, really, there are so many more tourists here. And that takes away a little bit from the experience, to be honest. It doesn't feel as authentic when you're, you know, fighting for, for a selfie with you know, hundreds of other people, exact same spot. So I think you're going to have less issues with that in Eastern Europe, for sure, because it's just less travel. It's only opening up, like Belarus is the least traveled country in Europe. The second reason, really, is the price, because uh, one thing I do on my YouTube channel is I try to show people the differences in price as you travel around Europe. And Eastern Europe is just so much better value. Even Central Europe now is caught up a lot in price in terms of how more expensive cheaper it used to be uh, with respect to Western Europe. It's not that big a difference anymore. I remember going to Prague back in the day and it was so amazingly cheap. Um, yeah, it was like maybe 30% of traveling in Western Europe. But now that's it's not really a big price difference at all if you go to Prague today. Um, so 
Eastern Europe and when I mean Eastern Europe, real Eastern Europe, um, well, Moscow can still be a little bit expensive because it's a huge metropolitan, but in general, it's dramatically cheaper than Western Europe. And what that means is you're going to be able to do a lot more things with your money. You're going to be able to maybe for things that you are outside of your budget or you can just like do more of them uh, when you're than when you're doing Western Europe. And that's really about, you know, you can stay in super luxurious accommodation, um, rent a yacht, do lots of cool stuff that um, throw a par- wild parties, take the table in the best club, make it rain if you want, have champagne, every, everyday champagne. And the difference between doing that in Sweden, say, and doing it in a place like Odessa, Ukraine, is phenomenal. I don't know, it's probably only 20% of the price in Odessa. If you do that versus maybe going to Stockholm week in Gotland, in uh, Sweden. And I, that's also, I'm sure, a fantastic event and a cool experience. But the thing is, do you want to spend uh, five to ten times as much money to do that? Um, that's a decision for you to make. But for me, I'm always looking for value for money. I still want like a really high standard in terms of quality. And I think you can get that uh, also in Eastern Europe because there is a rich elite that do pay for it. Uh, and are willing to pay for it in their home country. So that's definitely there as a possibility um, for you to take advantage of. So I think that's another great reason to travel there. Uh, the third reason I would say is, of course, it's not going to come as a surprise to you guys, the fame beauty of the women in Eastern Europe. And that is definitely not a myth. As I was saying, there are some, of course, uh, road bumps, should we say, or how do you say, speed bumps on the way if you're uh, looking to date women from Eastern Europe. It's not so easy or so obvious as a lot of people might let you believe, um, at least from my personal experience of having traveled there and dated lots of women. Uh, but definitely the beauty is not exaggerated. Uh, so that's another great reason. And if you're interested in languages, then Slavic languages, that's another good region. A reason to go there of course uh, I really wanted to learn Russian um, and it really facilitated me traveling there so that was another reason for me to hang out a lot in Eastern Europe because it's just around me and I get to use it all the time and I'm further motivated um, in order to do that so you're probably wondering that's great for you Connor uh, you're the czar after all uh, how about me I'm John Smith in the north of England or I'm Luigi in Italy or I'm I don't know Marco, why am I saying another Italian name, but I'm James uh, Ryan from uh, Nova Scotia in, in Canada or from say, Ohio in the Midwest in the US. Um, how does this appeal, how does this apply to me, right? Um, as I was saying earlier, I also started out in exactly the same position as, as you would. Uh, I didn't understand the culture. I hadn't traveled in the region. I was really apprehensive I didn't speak Russian um, more than just really a tiny bit when I first arrived uh, and yeah it was it was a little bit intimidating I gotta be honest uh, the first time I traveled here but I persevered and I overcame a lot of the issues that first-time travelers or travelers who come here with a more of a touristic approach encounter and now I have these just phenomenal uh, memories and experiences that I've had in this in, in, the, in Eastern Europe in general that you couldn't persuade me to have changed. It's just been a remarkable roller coaster. And if I can do it, then also you can do it. You can travel here. You can travel in Eastern Europe and really have an amazing time, have an epic adventure, something that you're not going to forget. And that's something that my channel has been 
aimed at Ciao uh, ragazzi. Uh, <laughs> so some friendly local. Vieni qua per due minuti. So I'm just going to show you what happens when you film in a public park. Vieni, vieni, vieni. Hi, hi. <laughs> you have people who want to say hi. And don't, don't hi. Do it. hi. Hi, ciao. So these are ciao. some really friendly Bolognese. Very good Italia. Perfetto. Ciao. Thank you. Ti lascio la mia carta. Se vuoi vedere forse tra qualche qualche settimana. Ah sì? Perfetto. Grazie. grazie. Ok, grazie. Ciao. Ciao, ciao. Grazie, ragazzi. Ciao, ciao. So with that said, um, yeah, if I can do it, then you can definitely do it with the right guidance. I have all this free content here on YouTube. You're listening to the first podcast. Going to be expanding that, giving you lots of anecdotes and tales from my times of traveling to um, Eastern Europe. And I'm really excited about that. If you're interested, of course, in taking next year level, I have some free training courses. Going to put those in the show notes. Going to also link them below in the YouTube description if you're watching this and seeing me here uh, in Bologna. Um, once we're traveling, um, language learning, and of course dating. And if you're interested in really getting serious about it and you want my personal coaching on this about how to travel and deal with the language issue and also, of course, date uh, women in Europe, then yeah, you can just write me a message uh, on my email, of course, which is connorklein at zarexperience.com and just put in consulting into the title bar there and I'll spot it and prioritize it more. Or you can write me a direct message on my Instagram or on my Facebook page. Gonna <coughs> Zara Experience uh, is the handle for both of those. Or on Twitter, if you're using Twitter, uh, Zara Experience, uh, you can do that. So remember, Zara is spelled T-S-A-R. Maybe you're listening to this on the podcast and you can't see it pop up on the screen. Uh, so yeah, I use the British spelling for czar, not the American spelling. Uh, that's just because I just thought it looked nicer, to be honest. Uh, not really a preference more than that. It's just like the way visually it looks. I do actually write in American English most of the time. So unusual, I take the British spelling for something uh, like that. So T-S-A-R experience. Um, also my website, of course, you got www.czarexperience.com. Go look at the content there. Uh, going to be pretty much the same what I'm outlining here. We're going to have some great articles outlining the three pillars to my philosophy in terms of travel, language, and dating. I'm super excited to be starting this podcast series and, you know, having this longer format where I can really go into more detail uh, with, uh, with you guys and give you more of an insight uh, into who I am. Uh, what I've been doing and how I can really help you and how you can have similar experiences in Eastern Europe. So that said, that's the end of the first podcast of Czar Experience with me, Connor Klein. It's going to be ciao, bellissimi, um, because I am actually in Bologna, Italy, which is goodbye to all you beautiful people. Uh, or you can say disvedania, which of course is the most appropriate for the theme of this podcast at the moment, which is goodbye in Russian. And I look forward to seeing you guys in the next episode of the podcast and even in the next videos on my YouTube channel, Zara Experience. I'm going to have lots of regular content, I'm trying to bump it up so that you see one to two videos uh, per week there in, in addition to this podcast. So looking forward to that. So see you soon. It's been a pleasure to start this off and let's see how many podcasts we go to. So, ciao. Zara Experience.